0: Welcome to another episode of Unshakeable Marriage Podcast where we have real conversations to take your relationship to the next level. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the roles and responsibility of a wife in a marriage. Just two um, episodes ago, We looked at the roles of a husband, and today we just want to balance that equation.
1: Yeah, it's very important, and I think that today's episode will be more helpful if someone listens to it side by side with the one where we talk about the roles of the husband.
0: Yeah, you know, because when you look at it, the responsibilities of a wife, they're properly understood in the context of a loving and servant leadership by the husband.
1: There's a symmetry between the two roles, you know. They complement each other, and when each one plays their their role very well, it just creates this symphony in the marriage, and the, the marriage becomes a wonderful melody to the two couples.
0: The first one we want to look at is a wife has to be a helper to her husband. You know, when you look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, one of the things it says there is... God says, I will make you a helper suitable for him. When you have a wife, as a husband, you have a helper, not just any helper, but one that is suitable specifically for you.
1: You know, the the understanding here, once again, is that uh, you have a man who's supposed to be the visionary of the house, of the relationship, of the marriage. But then once you have a vision, you definitely need partnership to be able to accomplish what's on the vision. And the wife comes in to be now your helper, very strategic helper and very essential and needful helper for the vision that you have for the marriage and for life.
0: Yeah. You know, we usually get a a question when we are doing um, workshops, especially with the single people. And they usually say, when you are expected to help your husband, does that mean your own dreams and visions they vanish? You know, does he then take um, precedence in in how your life should move should go forward?
1: The background to to that question is is, is one of fear, where we have uh, seen. Wives being oppressed by their husbands in the name of submission. And I think it's important for us to differentiate between submission that the Bible advocates for and oppression that a domineering man may bring into a relationship. Domineering is not uh, what scripture advocates for. Anyway, we're never instructed to, to dominate one another. But then women are, of course you know expected to submit, but that doesn't mean that you diminish and we the memory of you is gone mm. and uh, all that you ever do is about the husband
0: i I do think as well that if you are having two different visions for your life, this is not a suitable mate for you you know the Bible talks about um, a helper who is suitable for you. And when you are out there looking for a, a wife specifically, um, you are looking for someone who is going to be suitable for where you are going. So as a wife or as a potential wife, you want to submit yourself to someone who is going a direction you are willing to go to. And so once you are married... The expectation is that you are helping your husband to be who he needs to be.
1: It, it's about compatibility. We are compatible in the journey that you are traveling and the direction you are going to. So the partnership then is in the context of us, you know, go, going towards the same direction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in, in that way, I will need help along the way, the same way you as a wife will need help but then the, the primary responsibility of being a helper is here given to, to the wife yeah. because we, we each have our different responsibilities and each one play their own but different responsibility.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, God has given women a, a tremendous power to do good to their husbands.
1: Yeah, the, the help that the, the husbands need has to do mostly with the ability to organize their own lives. We are different, you know, with women in, in that way. So women help men really to, to organize the things that they need to travel the journey towards the vision that they have. Yeah. And, and the biggest help, therefore, from the wife is to help you uh, arrange your resources because sometimes the resources are there, but they they lack a a way to be brought together in a way that helps everybody and helps the journey as you travel along. Yeah. So the wife, therefore, is positioned to to help in that way.
0: The second one is um, respecting your husband. First one being a helper to your husband. And secondly, to respect your husband.
1: Once again here, we have uh, issues with, with respect because someone will immediately say, oh, but are uh, husbands also supposed to, to respect? And they are. Mutual respect is very essential in marriage. But once again, we see that the primary responsibility is placed on the, on the wife. And the context is, is one where the husband loves you, mm-hmm. and then you are able to defer to him, to respect him, to admire him. And it helps both of you. A happy wife, happy life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's the thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when you're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, you know, Paul talks about it, and he, he talks about women, wives in particular, respecting their own husbands. And there, he is really talking about preferring him and esteeming him and just honoring him. That means you are valuing his opinion, you are admiring his wisdom and character, you're just appreciating his commitment to you and the family.
1: There's a fool and a king in every man. The one that the wife always addresses is the one that tends to grow. And when you speak to your husband in very reverential terms, you bring out the king in him and he begins to treat you like a, a queen. That is very, very important for you to relate in such a way that you bring out the best out of your husband. Yeah. And you do that through reverence, through respect, and then through honor.
0: Yeah. So some, some of the needs that you would have um, for respect... You know, that would be the self-confidence in your manhood as a man. Can you speak to that a bit?
1: Um, men, you know, from time to time have confidence issues. Uh, part of the responsibilities of the wife is to, as it respects the husband, it helps him to, to have a very healthy self-confidence.
2: Yeah,
1: And that's very, very important. Because the confidence of men come mostly from knowing that you are enough to your wife. You know, your wife sees you, that you do that, you are enough. And then how, how do you know your wife thinks you are enough when she respects you? Because the respect says, look, I see you as being enough. Mm-hmm. And then that then helps you with your self-confidence.
0: And so that will come across in how um, she addresses you and in how perhaps she acts around you, and especially when there are people around, or just the two of you.
1: Yeah, that also counts, you know. There is a a difference between private respect and public respect, and both are important. Private respect has to do with uh, you indicating to your man that you... You see them in those respectful terms, and it just helps to calm the man down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then, when you show him public respect, you sort of give him wings for him to be able to fly. Yeah, and both are very, very important. You want to calm him down, you know, by respecting him when no one sees, because then he sees you as a very reasonable person somebody that he can engage and someone that he can open up to, but then also you want to respect him openly in the public, which gives him the kind of uh, confidence that will really make him to soar.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also in how you talk about your husband to your children, <laughs> you know, because you would find, in households where children tend to be disrespectful towards their father, watch their, watch their mother's tone, you know, and the kind of remarks she makes about their father. And so you lead your children in how they are going to respond to your dad. They are looking at you as a wife. If you are respectful towards their father, they are going to be respectful as well.
1: The tricky part about being a spouse and a parent that whilst you are learning your role as a spouse, you are modelling it to your children, and, and children, you know they they'll pick up any deviation that is there, mm-hmm. and they will make it the primary thing. So it's very very important that the children understand how how much you respect and honor their father, yeah. because then it it helps him to have the right and healthy authority when he needs to, when he needs to be a disciplinarian, he needs to come in an environment that is healthy, where he's given his due respect. It just helps everybody.
0: Yeah. So it's important for you listening as a wife to just watch those remarks, especially if you are feeling disappointed about something there that either he has done or said, right? And on that one as well, you know, um, there's a need for for a man to be listened to, still under respect. You know that that will convey a message that I am respected because I'm listened to.
1: Yeah, being listened to is a is, is a real need for for all humanity because it says you count, your opinions matter, and we we seek for these everywhere where we are. Our marriages are, are no exception. So. In my marriage, you know, uh, uh, it helps for me to know that my opinions count and that what I've got to say really matters. And how do I know that is the case? By being listened to, by being given the space and the time for me to express myself and to be myself and then be understood so that uh, even when I'm uh, opposed or criticized, you know, I can fully understand that this person fully knows where I come from because they've listened to me, they've given me the time and the space to express myself. And so they are not just criticizing something they have not fully heard, they fully understand where I come from, but then, you know, they may have a a differing or opposing view. Yeah.
0: You know, this one, um, I think in preparing for this podcast, this one was a surprise for me that, you know, part of respecting your husband is making him feel he is needed. You know, I I can look at the many times that I'll be fighting with a bottle, trying to open it, and it will be difficult, but, goodness, I'll I'll fight until I open it, (laughs) and you'll be there, and you're like, but I, I could have just helped. You know, in those instances, because I think for the most part, I like to just do things by myself if I can. But then it's always important for me to say, I I can always ask for help from my husband. And that space to be needed, you feel that it's important for you as well.
1: Yeah, you know, the primary reason why we get married is because we are pushed by a sense of incompleteness. We feel basically that there is something that I need that I cannot provide for myself. And therefore, I need a spouse, a particular kind of a spouse, who will be able to play a role that I cannot play for myself and meet needs that I cannot meet for myself. And that then needs to be expressed throughout the marriage and in every area of of the marriage so that... um, each one feels really needed because I'm sure women also, you know, they are happy to um, to know that they are needed.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And like I'm saying that, you know, it's something that I have to remind myself. Many times we'll be uh, doing shopping and I'll just be pushing the cart and you'll be like, I can do that. <laughs> you know. So, it's, it, it's something that I don't regard as being disrespectful, but then it's it's something that I can, it's a responsibility I can happily give away, right?
1: You know, when you, 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 your DIY muscles are very strong, you tend to want to do things for yourself. But obviously, you know, in the context of marriage, there is that convention that the hard task belonged to the man mm-hmm. and so pushing or pulling anything is the responsibility that you would, you know, refer to a man. In cases and instances where you you call up the man to to show his muscle no matter how small the responsibility is or the task is, it still goes a long way, you know, with him. He mm-hmm. really appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's look at the third one, that is, love your husband. That's also a responsibility given to a wife to love your husband. In Titus chapter 2, verse 4, Paul again um, calls the wives to love their husbands.
1: The love that the husband needs is that of unconditional acceptance, where you are fully known, yet you are fully loved. That's the greatest thing, you know, that can happen to you, Mm. where you know that your wife understands you in and out, you know, she understands your nakedness, but still she honors you in spite of that. That's great, and that's the kind of love that husbands are looking for.
0: Yeah. And so um, what's your take on a wife who has... A few things she wants to rectify in her husband's character, or maybe personality.
1: All humans are imperfect, and, and so everyone is under um, construction. <laughs> everyone is a, is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there can be a desire from either spouse to, to see a particular change. In, in, in the other. That is all well and good. But I think that when you talk about love, we're not talking about the situation where my love will kick in once such and such is changed. Because then if the love is premised on something happening, what happens when that thing is no longer there or it's no longer happening? Mm-hmm. It will mean that the condition for that love is no longer there, and therefore that love may, may not be something that uh, continues to be there because it was conditional. Mm-hmm. And true love is not conditional. is not premised upon anyone losing weight, anyone becoming <laughs> lighter, skinnier, making more money, having more muscles. Those things are all well and good, but then they should find love in place. And then when they come, they then prop it up yeah but they don't start it out
0: mm-hmm. and also you know it's it's a good reminder for for wives to realize that they are not perfect themselves and to not expect perfection from your spouse, and also to just come to a point of saying, you know what it it will take God to change anybody i I struggle to change myself, let alone change somebody else and so unconditional love says. I am willing to love you. It does not matter anything else.
1: And I find that if we love and accept people the way they are, they are encouraged to change from the way they are. You know, it, it's when they feel loved that then they have the motivation to change what needs to be changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I'm changing it for somebody who has expressed the love. And therefore, I don't want to disappoint their unconditional acceptance of me. That is why I'm motivated to effect a particular change in an area of my life.
0: In adding to that, I believe that scripture, when, when, when it says we need to love our husbands, it, it's a commandment to actually love our husbands according to how they interpret love. I, I can impose my way of love on you if it says love your husband for you to feel that you are loved it has to speak to you
1: yeah it's a question of the love language are you loving me in terms that to me register as love are you speaking my language of love
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you won't speak it until you understand it yeah. and my language of love may be different from yours and uh, if you talk to me through or in your language of love I may not understand your love. Mm-hmm. You have to speak my language of love for me to feel loved and to accept your love.
0: So it's important for us as wives to look at love from the perspective of our husbands so that it lends.
1: Yeah, we just need to pay more attention to our spouses to understand how they receive love and begin to give it the way they prefer to receive it.
0: hmm And lastly, let's look at um, submitting to the leadership of your own husband. That's another responsibility that we need to honor as wives.
1: Yeah, and um, here you you talk about two things. You talk about submission, you talk about leadership.
2: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, they go hand in hand. Uh, The husband should lead and then the wife should submit herself and uh, we've talked about it earlier, to say that submission does not mean that we are just passively there. That's not submission. But submission is something very active. It, it actually talks of you being able to arrange yourself under another's leadership. Yeah. And here the leader is the, the husband. So as the wife, you arrange yourself under his leadership. Arrange yourselves means that you really get busy, you do what needs to be done, and you do all of that under his leadership. It, so it does not stop you from doing anything. But then it says that in the context of marriage, the husband is the leader, and therefore the wife is the, is the one who should submit.
0: And I think the scriptures are also clear about the fact that the wife should submit voluntarily to a husband's sensitive and loving leadership you know we are not talking about an abusive situation here but then it's something you voluntarily do to your own husband and I, I like that part of scripture where it it specifically says wives be subject to your own husbands because you know um, we we have especially in in a church setup we have wives who are submissive to the Pastors, and yet so disobedient to their own husbands. And I think the scripture is very, very clear about where that submission should go.
1: Yeah, the primary recipient of your submission as a wife should be your husband. Yeah. And then, you know... You can extend it
0: to your other leaderships.
1: Yes, but then your husband should know that you, you are submitted. You must not only see that outside,
2: mm-hmm. because
1: he, he will get surprised every time he sees you submitting, and he will be like, is this my wife? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I, uh, I read somewhere where the husband got hold of the wife's uh, school report, and um, she read, I think one of the teachers in the lower grade had, had written, the wife was very... Good with her schoolwork, and she was very, you know, submissive and obedient. Mm-hmm. The husband was very surprised he's married to someone who's submissive and obedient okay, because see. he has not tasted any of it in the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very important that, you know, we don't impress outsiders and then uh, depress the insiders. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the primary place where the wife must demonstrate the submission is with the
0: husband. And obviously this this is not to say to women that they should be whims and, you know, all of that. But then you can be a strong woman and be under a leadership of your husband and, you know, do exploits under that. You know, this is not taking away from what God wants to do through you. But then this is adding because there is someone who gives direction.
1: Yeah, and... um if if we both play our roles the way we ought to, this is what makes marriage a very sweet and wonderful thing, you know. Because the man is leading, the woman is submitted. Oh, what joy that comes out of that!
0: So this is the roles, um, a few of them, that the wife should be playing in her marriage. And if we each do our part. We are contributing to a very joyous and harmonious marriage relationship thank you for listening to the unshakable marriage podcast be sure to join us when we bring you our next episode if you enjoy the podcast we would love for you to subscribe read and support it by clicking the link on the episode notes until next time